What makes a great leader great? How do we create a high-performing team? And when we say leader, we mean everyone, because everyone is leading their own life. Will yours be a life by design or a life by default? Those are the big questions, and this podcast will answer them. Welcome to the Becoming Your Best podcast, where we help you apply the 12 principles of highly successful leaders, because great leaders will produce great results. Welcome to all of our Becoming Your Best podcast listeners, wherever you may be in the world. We love hearing from you. We love getting your feedback, and we're honored that you would join us today. This is your host, Steve Schallenberger, and we've got a really fun and interesting guest with us today. She is an internationally recognized strategist and coach working with clients to clarify their idea worth sharing and design their communication strategies and implement business growth systems. So welcome, Dolores Hirschman. Thank you so much, Stephen, for having me. Oh, you bet. Before we get started, I'd like to tell you a little bit more about Dolores. She is a writer, a TEDx organizer, a participant in TED conferences. She is a CTI certified and ICF accredited coach. She's going to tell us what those mean, those acronyms, and has a business degree from the Universidad de San Andres in Argentina. Originally from Buenos Aires, Dolores speaks fluent Spanish, English, and French, and lives in Dartmouth, Massachusetts with her husband and four children. So we're excited to have her with us today. We'll have her just tell us a little bit about herself and And that kind of leads in the first question, but we have some things in common. She was raised in Argentina, and I had the chance to live in Argentina, and that's where I first learned Spanish, then went from Argentina to Uruguay and Paraguay and lugares in Mexico, España. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So So we could actually do this podcast in Spanish. (laughs) Yes, yes, we could. (laughs) But for for any of our Spanish speakers, you would enjoy that part. But now we're totally in the English. <laughs> yes, absolutely. All right, Dolores, tell us about your background, like including any turning points in your life that's had a significant impact on you and especially to what you're doing today, which is very interesting. We're going to have the chance to talk quite a bit about it. Awesome. Thank you, Stephen. So I moved to the U.S. when I was 25. But before that, there were two moments in my life that I would say were kind of before and after. First was when I was 20 years old, I was diagnosed with a pancreatic tumor. And at that time, I was 20. My older brother was 21. We were always fighting, fighting for the car, fighting for everything. Mm-hmm. And he sent me a nice note saying that he loved me. And I'm like, oh, my God, I must be really sick. Um, <laughs> People actually thought I was going to die. I ended up having surgery in the U.S., but it was a before and after because it really made me understand or made me curious about what am I supposed to do here? So that moment, although I kind of had it all all along, that moment made me kind of focus on a hyper purpose. And what I mean by that is that, I don't know, my mindset kind of shifted and I had this feeling like, okay, I got a second chance. What am I going to do with it? So there was like, I think we all have this feeling like we, what are we here to do in this earth? I think that was a, I think at 20 years old, you don't really spend too much time on that. 
I was forced to do that and kind of forced into, okay, what am I going to do with my life? And then at 24, because I had nothing better to do, well, so says my father, I graduated from university and actually my graduating paper was marketing on the internet relationship marketing in 1996. Hmm. And we're going to talk more about that later because I kind of, without intending, I came full circle. But into 1996, I had the idea to go and do community work in a remote part of the world, kind of what you did, Stephen, in your work. And I ended up living in Malaysia, in insular Malaysia, in Sabah, which is North Borneo. And I lived there for three months, literally in the jungle, in a, <laughs> sleeping, wow. sleeping on a hammock between two trees. <laughs> and I cried for the first two weeks because I had this romantic idea of what an adventure was. And then when I, you're actually living under a tree, all that romanticism goes away. <laughs> and it's like, oh my God, this is not what I thought. But after two weeks of crying and asking myself, okay, do I exit, right? Do I quit? Do I go back home? And asking myself, do I have the courage to do that? Or am I curious enough to stay and see who I can become in the process? And I did. And what I learned, Stephen, is that nothing is more rewarding than leaning into a challenge and mastering yourself in it. What I mean by mastering yourself is literally finding who do you need to be to have the best experience you can with what there is, like no showers, no toilets, bad food, and living in a jungle. <laughs> wow. And so anyway, here it brings me to this. To today, I live in the U.S. I have four children. So my pancreatic surgery did not hurt me that much. So I was able to be a mom. And I have spent pretty much all my life and in the last six years of master's in clarity more, if you want, formalized. But I have spent my life asking myself, why is it that ideas that can have a positive impact in the world sometimes die before they even start or they die when they're barely being born? And what I mean by that is people with great ideas don't really are capable of realizing the full potential that these ideas, the impact of these ideas could have. Right. Well, okay. That's a great background. Thanks for sharing. So interesting. And I think this is going to be really the heart of our discussion today, which is how do people realize everything they're capable of doing? You know, that's a tall order, really. And But that's what we believe. We believe every single person has the capacity to become their best, to be a high performer. And so the things we'll talk about today, I think, will be of great interest to our listeners in helping us be better at that, helping us do a little better. Now, before we dive into that, let's go back. Tell us what a CTI certified and ICF accredited <laughs> coach is. So at 38, I started asking myself, well, so how do I wrap around my background? I think many people feel that if you look at their LinkedIn or their resume, it's like all over the place. But what do I really do? How can I present myself in the marketplace, especially as an entrepreneur? So I decided to go and study coaching, and there's many schools to study coaching. I chose something called CTI, which is, stands for the Coaching Training Institute, CTI, and ICF is the International Coaching Federation. So I'm it's the organization that oversees coaching and accredits the programs to make them, you know, more robust. Okay, good. All right. Well, thank you. <laughs> Thanks for that. And I hope your family's well. We're in the middle of the corona virus crisis right now and the very 
heat of the moment. And are you folks doing okay where you're at? Yes, we are doing well. Thank you for asking. I hope you and your family are as well and everybody listening, right? What I don't know when this will yes. air, but you can't hide for this one. Whatever you're in the world, you are experiencing in one way or another. I think it's for the first time in history, we can all say that we are in it together worldwide. Yeah, how true. Okay, well, let's talk about this subject. This is a big subject for us. How do we realize the best that we're capable of? And so let's talk about what a chief clarity officer is. That's what Dolores is. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> yeah, first of all, then yeah, we can talk about how to do player. it. Yeah. yeah, that was kind of a play on words. I love playing with words. But honestly, that is my role. That is my role for my clients. And that is my role for my team is that presented with any situation any day is like, how do we find our way through it? And how do we find clarity when we have darkness of confusion, right? And so that's, if you ask me, what would I do for free all day long is exactly that, is helping people sort through situations that may feel stuck. And that's the title of, that I gave myself, Chief Clarity Officer for our company that's called Masters in Clarity. Okay, good. All right, well, let's hit this subject. How can people realize their greatest potential? So. There's a couple of elements, I, in, I believe, and is A, realizing that you have potential, right? Because I think the awareness or denying that we do is a first step, is giving yourself permission to believe that you're brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> and that, that that brilliant is really a gift that you were born with and that you have spent time and energy over the years and over the course of your life expanding on that gift, whatever you've done, whether you work experience, life experience, academic education, all of it is ingredients that you've put into the recipe of you, right? And so today you are, I would say, an agent of change. And the question there is like, what are you taking as personal responsibility to ensure that you speak up, show up and take action? Okay. All right. One of the things that you talk about is how do you clarify what possibilities look like? You know, what are the possibilities of a person? So what's your recommendation for a person in that area? How do they clarify these things that they might be really good at and develop? And, and it's not about comparing against other people. That's the heart of becoming your best. It's becoming your best, not somebody else's best. And so mm -hmm. how do people start zeroing in on their strengths or things that they can parlay into serving other people and making a difference and leaving a legacy. Absolutely. And I think this might be counterintuitive, but I would start with making a list of everything that comes easy to you, hmm. because that's going to reveal your strengths. Because something that comes easy and you lean into doing more of that, it's something that you enjoy, that you basically are wired for it. Oh, good. And without doing this exercise, we may not reveal that. So with the first step is making that list. So what comes easy to you? And then looking at the list and circling those that you say, ha, huh, this comes easy to me, but I never really paid attention. Therefore, I never nurtured it or worked on it to make it more of whatever that is. And then the second step is, so identifying, second is nurturing and working on it more to make it even stronger. And third Go out. I know we can't leave our house right now, but just serve with it in one way or another. Don't build a business around it. Don't go get money for it. Just serve. And then 
listen or experience it or just observe what happens when you intentionally serve with something that you know is one of your strengths. Because whether we're talking about you as a leader to add value in your organization or you as a leader to be the best in your community or you as a leader to run a business, it doesn't matter. Is leaning into what you are wired to do and acknowledging yourself and communicate, look, you know what, here's a role I can play because this is what I'm really good at, is what starts bringing and walking the path of clarity of purpose and clarity of intention and action. Okay, that's a great answer. Thanks so much. One of the things you've talked about, Dolores, is how to align your outside growth with your inside growth. (laughs) Tell us about that. What's that? How do you see that? Yeah, I see this a lot in my work. I coach, for the most part, 80% of my clients are business owners, and then 20% of my clients are executives at companies. I know, and that can vary. But basically, at any point in our, let's say, our work, in whatever way you work, there are things that you might be asked to do or you might, you know that you have to do that you kind of recoil, that you shy away from. It could be a business owner saying you should go and speak in public and share about your work. Or it could be a leader having a difficult conversation with a team member and or having to have a, a deeper conversation and potentially kind of discussing someone, letting go of someone, right? The moments and situations that we are asked to experience that sometimes feel really uncomfortable. And the more that we push ourselves to do something that inside of us, we are trying to run away very fast, (laughs) that's an indication that we are trying to perform beyond our internal capacity. Okay. As we build our emotional intelligence, as we build our internal capacity, personal strength of managing our self-doubt, of managing our imposter syndrome, of managing our self-confidence, managing the concept of trusting yourself and following your intuition. These are all kind of internal process exercises. The more we are practicing this internally, the easier it is for us to take action on some tasks that might sometimes feel scary or overwhelming or really don't want to do them. Okay. Yeah. All right. That makes perfect sense. In other words, when you're totally aligned inside, it's a lot easier to be aligned outside. Mm-hmm. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. That makes a big difference. Now you're a TEDx organizer. What is, tell us what that means. Uh, what that means is that a few years ago, it was weird. I was running my business. Everything was going well, but there was something that I was missing. And so I asked myself, what would I do for free all day long? And at that point, I had already been exposed to the TED Talks. I had been part of a team that did an, a TEDx. I had attended some events for the TED organized. And I was asked by someone in the community if I would lead a new TEDx event here in our community. And it was interesting because as I was asking myself what we'll do for free all day long, the answer was hang out with people with really big ideas. So it kind of all came together in a serendipity way. And I think that's what the best things happen that way. And I agreed to organize. And what it means is that I volunteered to put together an event on one day here in Massachusetts. And we, I put a team together of all volunteers. We scheduled a, a venue, a theater, and then we did an application 
an open application for speakers. Speakers applied to speak at our event. And then we chose those speakers that were aligned with the conversation we wanted to have. So that's basically what it is. It's not a paid thing. It is a license granted by the main TED organization. And it's something that we TEDx organizers would do to bring a specific conversation of possibility and opportunity by sharing ideas amongst our community. Wonderful. Oh, I'm so glad you shared that. Me and perhaps some of our listeners may have wondered how that all happens. Great job. Yeah, there you go. Now the mystery is revealed. Ah, there it is. You got it. That's for sure. Now, Dolores, if you could go back and give your younger self one piece of business advice, what would that be? Oh, just do it. Don't, <laughs> don't doubt yourself. You'll be fine. <laughs> Even if you mess it up. But, but, you know, at the end of the day, one day we're all going to die. And I actually, <laughs> here's where my 20-year-old experience came back. Because the truth is, that day, even though I never truly believed that I was going to die, and I, I'm honest here, like what I was feeling and what the doctors and my parents were saying just didn't make any sense. I never really felt that I was dying, but they thought I was. But somehow what stayed with me is that that is the final chapter. And it's actually pretty clear we are going to do that. So what does messing up mean? The worst thing is you die and then life ended. But in between, between now and that day, try things, break things, play with things, be respectful, of course, but don't shy away on what if it goes wrong or what if people judge me. So if I were to say something to my younger self is don't think it twice, just do it. I love it. Bravo. Hey, man. Yeah, just go out and make it there. Have fun. Get out. Get in the ring, right? Yeah, you need to break some eggs to make an omelet. Jump in the arena. I love it. Now, any final tips you'd like to leave with our listeners today? It's been great. It's been fun, you know, talking with you and hearing your perspective, your insights, your encouragement, your inspiration. Nice job. So any final tips? Yes, and I think I'm going to give a tip that is, true to the times that we're living right now, Stephen, and is that as we all follow the rules and respect what we're told so that we collectively protect each other, I want you to lean in what is possible as we co-create, we the world. I really, I'm not exaggerating. We the world, we all people. It's up to us to co-create what life will look like in a week, in a month, in three months, in two years. We actually have an amazing opportunity where the, you know, you know, the saying, stop the world, I want to get off. Yeah. Well, guys, the world stopped (laughs) (laughs) and we got off. (laughs) (laughs) So when we go back into the world, what kind of world do we want to live in? And I think it's up to each one of us to decide what kind of life do you want to live in and pretend to live in that world, pretend that that world is real. If we were to all do that from an aspiration perspective, understanding that it's possible for all of us to be our best selves, oh boy, that could be a really nice world to live in. Yeah, a fresh start. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's great. So, uh, Dolores, how can people find out about what you're doing? Yeah, you can check out our website at mastersinclarity.com and there's an orange button that says start here. Click the button and just jump in and have a conversation with us. Okay, well, that's pretty easy. 
mastersandclarity.com, right? Yep. Hit the button. Get going. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, don't hesitate. We don't buy. <laughs> well, great. Well, thank you, Dolores, for being part of the Becoming Your Best show today. It's been a delight having you here. Uh, we wish you the best as you're making a difference in the world and blessing a lot of lives. Thank you so much, Stephen, for having me. You bet. And to all of our listeners, wherever you may be, we're thinking of you. Today, I'm inspired by you, by your efforts, by your desire to become your best. And in the very process, you are blessing other people. Just the very fact that you're trying. Well, it's been great to be together with Delorde's. Uh, we're signing off. This is Steve Schallenberger with Becoming Your Best Global Leadership, wishing you a great day. Thank you for listening. Would you like help to apply the 12 principles of highly successful leaders in your life, in your family, or in your organization? Call us today at 888-690-8764 to speak with a helpful representative to evaluate your situation and how we can help. Or you can visit becomingyourbest.com. Whether it's a corporate training event, keynote, workshop, trainer certification, or personal coaching, it would be our pleasure to serve your needs. Once again, call 888-690-8764 or visit becomingyourbest.com today.